I'm not presenting on this today. Uh, and uh, I'm presenting on South Korea, mutations and indications of uh, biocultural variation in obesity. Uh, I have to admit this picture was taken before I came to Oxford. <laughs> so I gained a few kilograms here. Uh, uh, this is another story. Um, I have a camera. Do you want me to take it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, really. Uh, so are you recording? Yes. Oh, great. Um, this presentation basically falls into uh, seven sections, and throughout this presentation, I'm going to develop a model which I'm, I'm going to present here in the sixth uh, section. And this is a, an ongoing paper. Uh, this is uh, underway and cooperated by <coughs> and um, and talks about the biological transformation, the socioeconomic value of the body in South Korea. And, and, Korea refers in this, throughout this presentation to South Korea only. I presented on North Korea, as you remember, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so now we switch to the southern half of the peninsula. And two of the main arguments I'm developing is the economic development leading to biological transformation and the media development and the effects on biological transformation. Um, we uh, have to consider, uh, let's, let's have a look back in time. Uh, how was the body perceived um, from uh, tra traditionally uh, in Korean society? Um, oops. I think we had this last week. <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, under Joseon Dynasty, uh, for about five centuries, the body was considered as an object that was naturally inherited uh, from the ancestor, uh, and thus became part of the collective family. Manipulation of the body. Um, would be considered um, a violation against uh, the Confucian dogma of uh, piety um, and, in a way, a rebellion against one's natural inheritance. So the body has been something, for five centuries, something constant and not a variable, which we have to keep in mind. Uh, also considering that Confucianism became state ideology, impacting this very small peninsula for a very, very long time. Um, with in uh, transition in Korea uh, under autocratic leadership in the 1950s and 1980s, um, the ideals of beauty uh, became largely dictated by the state uh, that uh, actually stigmatized individuality. Uh, we have to keep in mind that South Korea, even though it was after the Korean War and during the Cold War, quite uh, oriented towards the West, it was a totalitarian. Uh, autocratic, if not totalitarian society. At some point in, uh, in time, North, uh, South Korea was as uh, totalitarian as uh, North Korea, uh, which we have to keep in mind. It has only recently been experimenting with full democracy, and it's until now not a full de democracy if you look into uh, the international democratization indices. Um, yeah, and the um, manipulation of the body. Uh, individual manipulation was something also looked uh, or frowned upon because it would have um, violated against the public order. And Can uh, I just ask you to clarify what you mean by manipulation? Plastic surgery? Uh, that was, I mean, that was in 1956. Yeah, sure. But plastic, I mean, what about <coughs> I mean, makeup for women, this kind of thing? Yeah, fashion makeup, but uh, for example, the state quite uh, uniformly dictated the uh, length of the hair. Okay. Uh, they made all school, and until it's actually transcending until now, even that 
the state sets the uh, minimum maximum height <laughs> for the hair, uh, also for the uh, school uniforms and so forth. So this has been something very centralized in overall Korea has been very centralized and autocratic in, the, in this transition period. And ever since the, the 1990s with democratization, there's a change. Um, and the democratic leadership, uh, arguably in 1993 with the first really civilian democratic president, um, there's a change uh, from this uh, autocratic regime to a region where consumer markets in the media are shaping the normative body and are replacing or are dictating the ideal of the body, uh, which I'm going to develop throughout this presentation. And manipulation uh, has been very common uh, ever since this period. Um, as Korean media stars started manipulating the body uh, to give them more femininity or masculinity, and it's also a highly competitive market, so uh, if you want to stand out, you have to look better. Uh, and what's then happening is that the Korean masses started imitating the media stars, which is actually the basic story here. Um, there's an economic effect, uh, of course, um, and um, we have to keep in mind that this country has economically developed in a very, very uh, short period of time. In the 1950s, after the Korean War, it was one of the poorest countries in the world with, uh, that had one of the least perspectives of economic growth. And in the 1990s, it became already an OECD nation. And uh, in the early, uh, in the mid 2000s, the 12th largest economy in the world. So it's a rapid transformation, almost unparalleled history, uh, economic history in South Korea. Um, you can see here the uh, this is the average, the, the GDP uh, per capita, if I feel the average. Um, the economic um, takeoff has occurred here in the 1990s. Uh, Look at the late 1980s and the late 1990s, income has almost doubled in that period. So the 1980s and specifically the 1990s are the uh, start where the uh, economy, the South Korean economy uh, completely took off, uh, which we have to keep in mind. Um, the um, contribution of eco economic history is probably the contextualization um, of economic growth um, that is reflected in the biological growth um, that is, as we all know, uh, has been done by economic historians. Uh, Mickey also presented on this last week. Uh, so with economic growth, you have also biological transformation, height, weight, BMIs are changing, um, improving. Uh, a, a quite landmark study uh, found a secular trend of height among all developed nations after uh, the Second World War, with Japanese showing the largest improvement by 2.67 centimeters per decade. And Koreans also experienced a secular trend of height, um, about 2 centimeters among adults. Uh, and it's interesting to, uh, oh, let's remember that during colonial rule, the, the heights more or less stagnated, about 165 to 67 centimeters. And as uh, we have also learned a couple of weeks ago, the trend among North, there's no high trend among North Koreans occurring, however, here in the South. And this is the high trend of eight-year-old eight school children uh, in Korea. And um, you see almost linear growth, specifically here in the, 19, uh, in the late 2000s, another, another large uh, improvement. And so if you look here in, the, in 1965, you uh, 
from 1965 to 2005, uh, you have an improvement of uh, it's almost yeah, it's over uh, 10 centimeters, which is quite a lot in this period, short period of time. Um, you also see a development of the weight, uh, see the weight <coughs> of school children. Um, and uh, what becomes uh, obvious here is that, again, in the late 1980s, uh, and, and specifically in the 1990s, very large improvements with economic growth also, uh, and an overall improvement uh, of both male and female. BMI is from about 15 to uh, 16.5 on average. Um, so uh, for the time being, uh, there's a rapid economic and biological transformation taking place within a few decades, specifically here in the uh, 1990s with the economy booming and the anthropometric values shooting up. Um, and overall from the 90s and 1980s, uh, a fair, uh, steady and fair growth uh, in that period. Um, we're now going to talk about the influence of the media. Um, and uh, the media, as we have uh, just learned, has an, plays an important role in shaping this new body in South Korean society. Um, in these days, almost all movie, music, and sports stars, if you have watched the Olympic Games, have done uh, cosmetic surgery. It doesn't take specialties, you can just see it. <laughs> Uh, if you, for example, watch the Olympic Games or watch Korean movies or whatever. Um, and even academics, even professors and politicians do cosmetic surgery. And uh, for example, the last Korean president has, and his wife jointly did uh, cosmetic surgery. So we see the large impact of the media, of, public, of the uh, presence in public life impacting this, uh, uh, the ideal body. Uh, and the masses, they respond to these ideas. Uh, a survey among Koreans doing plastic survey, survey found that 62 of them did it because of friends and celebrities, and these friends, again, must have had their ideas from somewhere, else, again, the media. So, um, yeah, and the, um, the manipulation is uh, towards a modern ideal, and this modern ideal is Western, which we can see here in the double eyelid uh, surgery, which is by far the most common surgery. Um, before or after, uh, and this double eyelid doesn't occur in Asians naturally. Uh, and the uh, interesting story here is that um, I look into wonderful faces and I see that uh, not all of you, but some of you might have worn, for example, braces. Uh, there's, undoubted, there's undoubtedly a cosmetic effect too. Uh, need a cosmetic effect uh, for wearing braces, which is also an extreme bodily transformation common in the West, but it has also medical implications. For example, wisdom tools are coming, or just hygiene, want to brush your teeth. Uh, and these um, dull eyelid surgeries don't have any medical effect at all. They are actually, on the contrary, very risky because in some cases, uh, some people couldn't close their eyes probably. Afterwards, so we have to keep in mind that these surgeries don't uh, have any uh, use other than cosmetic uh, reasons, um, which is largely which are largely differs from the West. Um, then the um, important uh, vehicle uh, transported in the media is the emergence of fashion. Uh, female fashion till the 1990s was very conservative, and there were a lot of taboos. 
specific, specifically considering that this is a quite westernized and also uh, uh, economically developing country, uh, for example, women were uh, expected to wear shirts over the bathing suit, and now these days you see women walking around in bikinis uh, in public places. Um, and the, um, this, uh, ever since, I dare say, ever since the early 2000s, there's been an extreme transformation uh, towards very sexy fashion. And this is, uh, you, can, you can see here, uh, with the emergence of super short miniskirts, extreme high heels, and wonder bras. I talked to some Western women, they t when they were in Korea, they told me they couldn't get normal bras. They all have padding, they all increase your size. Mm -hmm cup size uh, one unit, um, and the miniskirts. Uh, last year, the miniskirts as short as 23 centimeters were sold and highest as long as 14 centimeters. Now, I'm not an expert in wearing miniskirts or high heels, but I could imagine that this is very uncomfortable and very cold in the winter. They wear it in the winter, too. Um, in other words, this also is, has mere cosmetic reasons uh, to manipulate your body. And mini, co mini coats and mini skirts uh, were found at least five centimeters shorter this year, uh, last year compared to uh, the year before. Um, which is, we see that, this, that Korea is developing into a very uh, yeah, sex, sexy fashion oriented society. But was that universal trend? Yeah. Was it, I think it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. The length of, sh uh, of skirts has uh, increased. I'm going to develop this argument in a minute uh, because this had cause has causality. And yeah, the, uh, what are explanations for this? Uh, of course, it might be a worldwide trend. According to a marketing manager of a major Korean department store, Korean women tend to be shorter than those, and this is my emphasis in Western countries. So they wear high heels to make their legs longer, um, kill high heels emerging as long as 10 centimeters. Uh, in other words, uh, here, the West, again, is a very important factor in explaining this, Western ideals. Uh, okay, and, and this is a quote from a, a marketing manager from Hyundai, which is another uh, big department store. As the length of skirts, the members of girl groups wear became shorter. Um, and this is, again, the media. Girl groups uh, in South Korea, and it's very interesting here. Shinsega and Sunday are the Shinsega meaning new world, and this meaning modern. Are uh, actually uh, the department, <coughs> uh, the department stores, and also merged with the emergence of uh, consumer markets. Are these Korean girl groups or yeah, yeah exactly. Now that's what I'm going to develop here. <laughs> and this, and this is uh, virtually the name of the. These, these are the most. It's the most successful Korean girl group in 2009, and the name is Girls' Generation. And these serve as a role model for young females in these days. You see nine wonderful, uh, beautiful ladies all had, of course, surgery. You see this killer high heels, and you see hot pants and mini skirts with the above mentioned length of. Uh, um, 24 uh, centimeters, uh, and, the, um, and again, these women have, have a very strong impact, and in fact, some marketing managers quote this band, uh, not Western bands, but this band, uh, why women suddenly start uh, wearing these killer uh, high heels. Um, there's another effect we have seen with the padding and with the mini skirt and the high heels that the shape of the body, emphasis put on the shape of the body. And the uh, media started um, recently uh, also 
establishing a term, a college term, uh, reflecting the new, new body ideal for women, the S line. This is a word which does not exist in the English language, which refer to an hourglass shape. And the Koreans have actually invented this word, as you can see, uh, the S line you want to uh, have. Um, so we see it's, there's a strong impact of the, of the media in shaping new ideas, in inventing new ideas. And again, this is going into a Western direction with the hourglass shape, into a very sexy direction, uh, which we have previously seen as well. And I'm not going to talk about the anthropometric of the, uh, of the media, which is actually the more important, uh, more interesting story here. And, um, these are the top earners in 2009 uh, by ranking, uh, sorry, by income uh, rank. And um, what you can see, the BMIs are very, very low, and the heights are very, very tall for both women and uh, men. I'm gonna, I have calculated the averages in the next slide. This is the height of the um, top stars, and the top stars, again, represent the idealized height, which we have to keep in mind. And this is the real height. This is the average height in, of, South, of South Koreans and of uh, Americans. And first of all, what we can see here is that uh, the idealized height is not very surprisingly uh, above the average, uh, even above the average in the United States. And um, if we take a closer look, these correspond here. These, the, height, the idealized height of the uh, South Korean male stress <coughs> corresponds to the tallest of the uh, tallest 10 percent of the Korean uh, population and even would be even uh, above the average slightly above the average in the United States uh, one, one short question concerning the uh, idealized height yeah. I mean th this are the, uh, this this famous pop stars are the ideal persons but uh, in terms of manipulating their body do they also something like breaking their legs and prolonging them because I mean this is also something which yeah. which is China. Yeah, China. But I'm, I don't know, but not in Korea. So it's, it's say, simply because they are tall, they become top stars, or uh, what do you mean by uh, the idealized side? So they, they, don't, they didn't necessarily manipulate their body other than fasting like crazy to get this ultra slim body and training the body to get the S shape, but in terms of height, idealized. It's idealized because they are top stars, and they become top stars because they have this tall height, or did they also work mm -hmm. on their? Uh, not to that degree. I mean, of course, you can work with uh, shoes and stuff, but um, these media stars are recruited, so it's highly oh. competitive. Okay. So we would recruit those who are good looking, we would recruit those who are tall uh, or slim and so forth. Uh, and uh, Are there national competitions like the X Factor, for example? Yeah, I mean, there are competitions like this, but uh, mm. they, are, they start from like early age. Uh, there are even like, a lot of parents push their children. Um, and okay, uh, same applies for the females. And if you look at the fatness of the, and slimness height here, you see that the, the BMIs here correspond to the slimmest 10% of the uh, of both in Korea and the United States. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, the reality versus the media ideal. Now, a very you know, recent survey found that the ideal height for husbands, South Korean husband, desired by women, is 180 centimeters. And the idealized height for sons and daughters are 181 and 167 centimeters, uh, indicated by as indicated by by Korean parents, and this corresponds broadly to the average of males, slightly above even uh, in the in females in the United States, 
other terms we see again this Western influence. Uh, more importantly, this corresponds to the average height of male and female Korean superstars. Um, in other terms, this desired height is uh, quite well uh, responding to the uh, idealized height. Um, and also interesting, this, uh, as mentioned, this corresponds to the, the tallest 10% of the Korean population. In other words, Korean society is idealizing tallness that is not achieved yet, might be achieved later. We see secular growth continuing, but only, but basically the tallest 10% are uh, the um, norm, uh, which we have to keep in mind because then they start manipulating their body. And um, we see the same effect here in the, uh, in the BMI. Uh, women want to be slim, guys want to be slim. If you look at the overweight rates in developing, developed countries around the year 2000, we see that South Korea has one of the lowest rates uh, of uh, overnutrition in the OECD, uh, in the affluent societies where food, uh, uh, <coughs> or access to food is not a problem as in other countries. Um, we're going to talk about the socio-economic value of the body now. Um, and I will explain how this fits into the overall picture uh, later on. Um, if we talk about something, about, uh, if we talk about socioeconomic uh, values, we have to keep in mind that Koreans are probably the most materialistic in the world. Not very surprisingly, a recent survey uh, conducted found that two thirds of Koreans agreeing that money is the best sign of a person's success, and this is the highest rate in the world. Um, whereas it was found at one third in other developed countries and even in underdeveloped in India, it was lower. Uh, which we have to keep in mind because materialism transcends into the dating markets and job markets where in turn the body becomes an important asset. Um, in other words, landing a good job and marrying upward, sometimes even marrying at all, requires a good body in turn being uh, necessary for, material, uh, for to succeed in Korean materialistic society. And um, talking about job markets and marriage markets, uh, serving among job, hunter, job hunters found that 25% uh, uh, of the respondents said they were discriminated, felt discriminated against because of their appearance. Um, and even job recruiters quite openly admit, 67% uh, admit that appearance affects their decision, which is different from the West, where by law we have to employ equally. Um, even though they do sometimes, or not always do it, but by law you have to do it. So we see that there's a different culture in employing uh, in uh, South Korea. Um, among those who did plastic surgery, 30% said they did it for vital reasons, their job. Um, and we see uh, every September, October, uh, prime, which is the prime season for job hunting, uh, that the uh, uh, number of plastic surgeries increased by 20 to 30 percent. Um, the marriage markets, women quite openly admit 98 percent of, of Korean women indicate that men value the looks of, of women above everything else. Um, and 53 percent of women indicate that they already have or would like to have plastic surgery to meet a potential husband. So they are doing it for the marriage market and because it's the uh, ideal. Um, in other words, the idealized body is a major criteria in the South Korean job and dating mar markets, and uh, it's not only an asset in this quite materialistic Korean society, uh, it's often uh, 
conditional sine qua non and necessary condition uh, to uh, land a job or to marry at all. Um, sorry, this is a type of question. Manipulation towards a modern body, um, which is um, now we're looking at the uh, phenomena, at the effect. Um, first of all, the obsession with beauty, with Western facial features, uh, manifest here, with South Korea having the highest rate of cosmetic surgeries in the world. 17% of women have had surgery. And another 53% indicate they consider it. So overall, 70% of Korean women, 70% uh, are actually uh, into this plastic surgery. And the limiting factors are, of course, money, because it's several thousand bucks to pay this plastic surgery. Uh, but then again, if you pay several ten thousand bucks for your uh, university education, this is not that much. But they usually wait until they are in the marriage market and, uh, and so forth, uh, or saved up enough money. Uh, and um, Korea has now emerged as a major hub for cosmetic surgery tourism. Um, we're talking about 729 clinics and 2,242 plastic surgeons officially registered, the number is higher, uh, in 2009. This is again the number of plastic surgeons, not of surgeries. In, countries, in some countries, this is the number of surgeries, and so you can multiply this easily by 300, 500, or whatever. Um, another yeah, phenomenon we see is the obsession with tallness. Um, it's a very recent trend. Um, Middle-class parents uh, give vitamins um, that, were, that were, are advertised to stimulate the growth um, to their children in these days. Uh, Upper-class parents uh, give hormonal shots to children up to, uh, to their children up to $2,500 at growth clinics. And this is not something I have made up. This has actually occurred uh, in December <laughs> on Christmas Eve in the, New York, the renowned New York Times. Uh, even Westerners are now aware of this. Uh, height craze in South, contemporary South Korean society. Uh, according to the uh, head of growth clinic on TV, and this is again my emphasis, all young people are just tall. Um, we again see the uh, influence of the media. These young uh, pop idols corresponding to the ten, tallest 10% in Korean society are actually the normative bodies. And people want to be exact, want to have exactly this height. Um, now we have reached some, this is a worldwide, probably, probably a, a worldwide new dimension of biosocial engineering. To my knowledge, uh, it's a social phenomenon, uh, not occurring anywhere else in the world, and uh, it just adds up to the uh, cosmetic surgery hype uh, since the 1990s. Um, it's quite a consistent story, basically. Now another, um, <coughs> another I would say healthy money manipulation is the obsession with slimness, as we've seen slimness. This Korean, the Korean ideal is uh, corresponds to the ten uh, percent of the uh, slimness. And what we see here, specifically among women, is that uh, height remains very low and very constant from 19 to 39. This is exactly the time when, the, when these women are on the job market <coughs> and are on the marriage market. I mean, when they are looking for a job. Uh, and when they are looking um, for a husband. <coughs> and what we see here afterwards, it's gradual, it's a linearly increased, and it reaches here levels of the United States. So it's not the genetics, <laughs> it's not the food, it's the um, nutritional uh, asceticism. They are not eating because uh, if you eat, uh, you decrease your chances of getting a job and getting a 
a good husband. So we can see it very nicely here in this, in this data. Uh, and if you compare this trend to the United States, we would see uh, in this age group an increase, but we don't see it here, indicating that uh, this obsession with slimness, uh, that the media ideal has largely affected the nutritional behavior. Um, what this requires is a more complex model, I'm not saying in a minute, um, which I have uh, plotted down here. Korea has been a Hermit Kingdom for centuries, not much influenced by the West, also not much economically uh, developing uh, overall. And then there are modernizations happening from the 1950s, specifically in the 1990s. And what has been happening here is, is a twofold development. First, the economic development. Economic development, the economy taking off specifically in the 1990s. Um, which leads to biological development in time and peaking in the uh, 1990s. In other words, height, weight, uh, BMI, the, the average body naturally increases because of uh, economic development, better nutritional and health provisions. Another development occurring um, specifically in the 1990s is the influence of the media, that the, the media is now uh, dictating new models. Um, and we have also to consider a very indirect, uh, an indirect effect here from the economic development to the media. If you look at uh, the economic success of South Korea, what you think of is of course plasma, televisions, LCD uh, monitors, mobile phones. We're talking about the new media, so this economic development has largely taken place in the new media emerging and producing these new uh, pop stars. Uh, and the, um, yeah, and, and the media in turn are uh, shaping this idealized body, and this idealized body is a Western body, if you see the, the height and the weight and the slimness, and with the double eyelid surgeries. Um, and there's of course an indirect effect again from the, biological, from the uh, biological transformation to the Western body simply because the average is improving, also the media stars would, by nature, uh, the interpoint of the media stars would improve, though these effects are certainly not that strong. Uh, what, is what matters here, we have um, the creation of a modern body in the end, uh, where tallness, slimness, facial features uh, are actually uh, the uh, characteristics of this modern body. Uh, by natural development and also by uh, looking at the 10% of the tallest and the slimmest of the population that are promoted here. And uh, this modern body now becomes an asset in the, uh, in the job market and marriage market um, because these are highly competitive and because uh, this is a quite normative society uh, and now has a normative body. Um, and this normative body cannot be achieved uh, by 90% of the population. So what they do is um, they manipulate the body, procrastinate manipulation. So it's a modern body, going on diet, exercising, uh, doing cosmetic surgery, and culminating in the more, most recent trend of uh, growth hormone treatment. Um, implications. The, um, the positive effects, there's overall extreme body awareness in Korean society. Uh, fitness, dieting are healthy elements, health, healthy lifestyles. South Korea is avoiding the obesity toll. It is, uh, for example, many developed countries that have problems with obesity. Uh, 
uh, and uh, related diseases, heart attack, and diabetes, and so forth. Uh, so South Korea is in a relative good position if you want. You can call it cultural capital if you think positive about it. It was also some obesity research implications. Uh, we have seen here that food demand, the intrinsic motivation not to overeat because you are in the market, uh, is a major determinant or an important determinant. Previous research has focused on the food supply. Uh, <coughs> the government has inter intervened, they have banned fast food from, uh, the sc from schools, um, they have banned fast food from commercials in the afternoon so kids don't get fat. Um, and also to the retention of the uh, green cooking styles and other elements. Uh, but we, we here see that, uh, we see it in the women. <laughs> if you don't have this, uh, this uh, external pressure, uh, you gain weight very fast. And that's also what Sandy and me find in the other paper. The overseas adoptees with 40%, over 40% of the male the Koreans being raised in the US being obese now. So it's not the genes, it's the uh, environment. Um, there are also negative effects, and this is number one, social inequality. The gap between the half and the half not is widening because there's a bias against um, those who cannot do the surgeries. It costs a couple of thousand dollars. So these, these are already disadvantaged, and now, then, now they have to manipulate the body, which is expensive um, as well. So uh, there's definitely a social inequality effect here. Um, Another effect here, inefficiencies in the job, job market, as we see in job recruiters, don't recruit necessarily based on abilities, as it should be, but based on your ability or what, uh, what kind of surgeons you have uh, visited. Um, and it's clear that this maps of biosocial engineering, and as a German Korean, I have some reservations with this, because this is going to the direction um, of your genetics. Um, the question is, where is Korea heading to? We have seen the, uh, the, the cosmetic surgery hype, we have seen the uh, tallness uh, craze. So what's next? Is it blue eyes? Is it genetic manipulation? Koreans are, when it comes to biosocial engineering, Koreans don't have many, uh, uh, many concerns. We see, for example, in the abortion rates, sex-selective abortion rates, which is also quite uh, common manipulation of the body uh, with um, infanticide of female fetuses because they are socially but also economically of less value in Korean society because sons provide the parents. Um, so there's overall, overall strong tendency to manipulate uh, your body which is not going through an ethical discussion as it should be. Uh, so I'm quite sure if you identify a gene manipulate, uh, gene uh, that is associated with height or blue eyes, whatever Koreans would most likely go for it and ask the doctor to do it, even though it's illegal. Also, these uh, abortions are illegal. Uh, nevertheless, they happen. Like, uh, one in 10 Korean women has had an abortion and, uh, among high school students that had sexual intercourse, one in four had abortions. Um, and you see also in other areas where Koreans, without having much ethical concerns, interfere into nature, into the body. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, Korean media ideals <coughs> now affect other Asian countries, and um, the, uh, the the idealized uh, body um, promoted in the media is now moving to these Asian regions and. For many Westerners, uh, many Westerners are not aware of the effect of the K-pop culture, highly with the Korean wave, 
uh, Korea has these Asian regions, whereas uh, Japan is quite known for the manga and anime and uh, movies uh, or uh, pop art. Um, in China, of course, for martial arts, Korea has a very strong impact in, in Asia concerning soap operas, drama, uh, b-boying, uh, what is it, like breakdancing, and also um, modern uh, pop culture. Um, I'll give you an example. I was <laughs> actually, uh, when I was in uh, Germany, I was a leader of a Kyoko, it's like a Korean overseas organization. And we were interacting with some of the Vietnamese migrants groups there. And one, <laughs> once I was asking a Vietnamese girl, because uh, she knew so much about Korea, she knew more about the Korean pop, pop stars and movies than me, uh, if she met like many Koreans before, and she said, yeah, yeah, uh, I met, but these people, they don't look like in the movies. And they're not even like uh, close to them. She was really, really disappointed. So we see <laughs> Korea has a large impact on, the, uh, on Vietnam, in Southeast Asia, uh, except Bollywood in India. Actually, all the uh, Asians that look uh, Mongolian, actually. In uh, Japan, another example, when the Japanese prime minister is coming to South Korea, suddenly in a tight schedule and having a lot of uh, a lot on his plate, he is visiting one of the K-pop uh, superstars and going to one of the uh, sites where one of, one of the famous uh, K-pop uh, dramas was filmed. So we see Japan, Vietnam, China, that there's a strong impact of the Korean uh, pop culture. Um, and um, we also see that now the, the Taiwanese, Chinese, and uh, Japanese stars, they also start manipulating double eyelid surgery. Uh, something that is, has not been idealized uh, before, neither in Korean society nor in um, Japanese, for, in Japanese societies, for example, where actually slim, uh, besides slimness, shortness is an ideal. And we see also in South Korea, in the past, shortness has also been an ideal. In other words, there's a strong impact, and I don't say, I dare say this is not a very good impact uh, Korea is having uh, on the East Asian region, um, because it promotes the ideal, ideal of uh, social, biosocial engineering, and then the masses in China are corresponding according to the media source. Um, yeah, thank you all for your attention so far. Some surveys that have been conducted among Japanese uh, students and Koreans. 